My Seven Chakras, Episode One Eighty Two. I am vibrational because my life is what I have made it. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head, for thousands of years. This ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers, and could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My Seven Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will change your life. This is one show where we strongly believe that science and spirit must go hand in hand to take on the biggest challenges that we are facing as a species. And if you are facing challenges, hang in there because that is going to be key. And that is going to be your stepping stone to massive success. Ashley Tega, you are in for a treat uh, of an episode today as always. But let's listen to our latest iTunes review before that because I love reading them out. Today's review is by Action Taker named Leslie who writes, Thank you for all your positive vibes in your podcast. I'm learning to meditate slowly. Leslie, slow is the way to go. There's no hurry because you've already begun to take action. I'm so glad that you are learning how to meditate, a lifestyle change that is going to bring you loads and loads of benefits. Action Tribe, if you want your own review to be read out as well, make sure you leave us your thoughts, your experiences, and your views in the form of an iTunes review. Our listeners know that you can leave a review in two simple ways. If you're already on the podcast app on your iPhone, just hit the review button and then hit write a review. You can also type in this link onto your browser to jump directly onto the iTunes review page. And the link is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Now, if you're not on iTunes, you can always write us a review on Google Play or Stitcher as well. Now, I know that you're super busy. But every review matters because reviews help us grow in rankings, attract more action takers like yourself and create a bigger impact. So help me help you. And with that, we are now ready to welcome our very special guest for today, Debbie Anderson. So Debbie, are you ready to inspire? I am, absolutely. That is wonderful. So Debbie is a natural healer who has worked in the magical sphere of spirituality all her life, bringing forth many modalities that have manifested and evolved along the way. She has been insightfully using tarot decks and giving intuitive spiritual readings for over 30 years in the UK, US, Canada, and Australia. So Debbie, I've given our listeners a short intro about you, but before we move on, tell us a bit more about your story. Thank you. Well, first of all, I'm British, so apologies for that. <laughs> I, I live in Canada. I, the story of how I got to Canada was quite an eventful uh, way that I arrived here, but I, everybody has their story. So, yeah, that's I created three decks, two oracle decks, an affirmation deck. I teach and use vibrational energy therapy, which is a five minutes hands-on therapy of touch, color, and sound. I offer workshops, training, and I live in southwestern Ontario, Canada. 
Well, since you're British, Debbie, I think you should move to British Columbia. Uh, well, actually, because that's I've where I'm from. British Columbia for many years, actually, <laughs> seventeen years when I first landed and placed oh, okay. my feet onto wonderful Canadian soil. That's actually where <laughs> I was. But we moved to uh, my husband and I moved to uh, Leamington, Ontario, three years ago. Again, oh, inspired okay. and divinely so, and it was probably the best move we've made. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, Debbie, thanks a lot for sharing that aspect of your life with us. We always begin our show with a dose of inspiration. So, help me understand what is your favorite inspirational quote and how do you apply that quote in your day-to-day life? The quote is actually from one of the decks I've created and I'm not in any way promoting it, but I, I just feel that this particular affirmation says it all. I am vibrational because my life is what I have made it. As we're all seekers of life, and the more we put into it, the more we get out of it. It's a simple affirmation and to the point. After all, we are here to each of us, for our, and we are within us, each have our own divine master. Therefore, that is what creates us in life. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Could you repeat that uh, quote once again? Yes. I am vibrational because? I am vibrational because my life is what I have made it. Wow, I really love that quote because it sort of speaks to the responsibility that one takes when one learns that he or she is on the path to transformation, right? Because it says that I am vibrational and because I am vibrational, I have come here because of certain actions that I've taken and I will go where I have to because of certain actions that I create and those actions will lead to vibrations and a transformation in myself. So love that quote. Thank Thanks you. a lot for sharing. And with that, let's dive in. Debbie, what exactly is vibrational energy? Vibrational energy is a combination. So if I try and explain it in its simplest terms, because I could spend an hour just talking about vibrational energy. Yeah. Everything in our world has a vibration. Human to human, we have a vibration. You can call it your aura. That's what expands out around us, and that's what people pick up, we sense. So that's our vibration. It's sort of sending out, you've only got to go into a room where people are dating and everybody's sending out that uh, vibration, you know, I'm looking for Mr. Perfect or Mr. Miss Perfect, okay? So Mm -hmm. we emanate a vibration. Everything that is a living thing emanates a vibration. So trees, plants, flowers, animals, everything. And each has their own vibration. Okay, if that makes sense. Okay, I don't don't want to go into the the science of it because, as I say, I could even lose myself in there. But each of us have a vibration. Hence the reason people love to hug a tree or they love to have fresh flowers or plants. Uh, You know, there are everything sings to us in some way or another. Even, and this is where people, you know, including myself, had to get my head rounded, even an ornate item like a table or a chair, mm-hmm. it still is emanating a vibration out. Right. So, you know, I think it was Emamoto that uh, did the uh, talking to plants. And if plants were actually talked to in a nice way or had soothing music played to them, they grew. If they had different types of anger or that kind of thing, then they they frizzled and died. So we need to be in a vibration ourselves that helps us to grow. Mm-hmm. Yes, life is positive and negative. You've only got to look at a, a, a battery that we put into a flashlight that we need both, uh, but they have to be in balance. Wow. 
Thanks a lot for sharing that. Now, you mentioned that our world has vibration. Every living being emits a certain type of vibration, a unique type of vibration. And people intuitively get attracted to vibrations. Like some people are attracted to a very active environment where people are talking, dancing, and laughing. Some people are attracted to a more calm vibration where people are meditating or, you know, out in the forest where people go and hug trees. So I get that and uh, the intuitive aspect of it for sure yeah yeah we all sense it you know we've all been in that situation where we've gone into a room and it's like you could cut the atmosphere with a knife and yet nobody said anything we've just picked up that so what's happening is that vibration is being emanated out to us and of course the nice one is when we go into a room and we just feel joyful and happy and we just want to be there and again it's not any but anything that anybody said it's just a sense or a feeling that's being emanated from everybody that's in that particular room. Right. Now, for someone new to this space, someone might find it hard to really visualize or imagine what this vibrational energy is, right? Because when we think about vibrational energy, what comes to my mind is maybe like a prong, right? Uh, yeah. A tuning fork. Yeah. If you hit it, there's some vibration over there. If you strum a guitar, there's some vibration exactly. over there. So why can't a person uh, feel this vibration or this vibrational energy at the very beginning? So you actually can, as I said, with we all sense when something is not right. We sense it, okay? It's not anything we felt, we've not touched a hot coal or we've not touched an ice cube, but we just know, okay? So we're sensing it, we're picking it up. It's within our aura, so a lot, of, lot more people now, now know about auras. Yeah. And that's the expansive, if you like, I call it our bubble that goes out around us. Mm-hmm. Every time we step into somebody else's bubble, we catch this. Now, obviously, if we're feeling sick or ill, our bubble is a lot closer to us. But if we're expanding mm. ourselves out, then our bubble can go out several feet, even miles ahead of us. So, really? yes, it can. So, mm. like you say, most of us think of sound, the the vibration of, you know, touching something that's actually vibrating, even if it's just at the washing machine <laughs> or the dishwasher, we can feel yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but this is just an inner sense. And yes, there's sound, there's color, there's all the different frequencies. You know, if I go into talking about sound and solfrego frequencies, they're all the different uh, sounds that have been passed down over the centuries, much like secrets. But they were no, they were always known by that name. So they were vibrational sounds or tones of the ancients that would be excreted from the diaphragm. So if you think of like chanting, Gregorian chanting, yeah. that's how it was actually, that was the sound that was emitted. And in fact, there I think there were f- six frequencies and they're all mm. on different levels. You know, as I say, I think it could get very complicated at this point. I think what the everyday average Joe like myself wants to know is how do we feel it, sense it? Yeah. And, you know, why do we hug a tree? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a rhetorical question because we just feel good hugging a tree. So there's a vibration that's coming from that tree. Why do we buy flowers and have them or plants? Because it makes us feel good. It calms us or it makes us feel like we're outside. So we're connecting with those frequencies that are uh, being emitted. So hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, no, it absolutely does make sense. And sometimes, as you mentioned, sometimes uh, an energy might be so mystic, Mm. you know, that you might have a hard time defining it because (laughs) even the ancient philosophers are which are still trying to find it, right? Yeah. And uh, I think the Chinese have this term which is falling in love with the question where you sort of say, okay, there is this 
vibration or this energy that's there yep. i'm not going to spend all my life finding out where that's come from mm-hmm. but now that it's there i'm going to find out how that i'm going to use that to benefit my life and now speaking about vibrational energy therapy what exactly is that it's something oh it's i have to sort of step back a little bit actually you're yeah. talking about vibration if we think of radio waves sure we get sound emitted from a radio wave but we can't actually see it Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's emitted through something that comes to us, like a phone. We, you know, that kind of so anyway, stepping back. Uh, when did I first start this? It was in 2012, actually. I was given a download, if you like, from Spirit uh, with this vibrational energy therapy. And at that point, I didn't even know what it was. I just know I woke up in the morning. Now, my hubby, Chris, is not a morning person. So I got him to sit on a chair and then I applied the technique, which was a combination of tapping, touching, um, spiraling sensation on his back, uh, on his head, on his arms, on his hands. And afterwards, you know, I said to him, so how do you feel? And he just looked at me and said, I feel awake, aware. And then, of course, what he asked me was what I'd done. And I said, I have no idea. I just got this information while I was sleeping from spirit. And, you know, now... I'm going to try and understand what it's all about. So the next few days and weeks as it went over, I started to ask questions like, what is this? It's a vibration. It's also including color and sound. And the sound came a little bit further on the colors. I was given all different colors uh, that I was to use as well. So uh, it's basically a five minute hands on treatment. So it's just gentle tapping and touching around the shoulders, the back, the arms, the hands and the head area. Now, what I went on to learn afterwards is uh, in we have our chakras that run through our body. Most people know about our seven chakras that run basically through from our head down to us through our spine to our um, yeah. buttocks. Uh, but if we actually look to an acupressure chart, the body is made up with thousands of lines, meridian lines that mm. run through our body. And that was what it was working on. It was working on these different meridians as a form of alignment or readjustment, if you like. And the thing is, it didn't work in any one particular way because that was my next question. I'm a questioner. You know, I'm probably one of Spirit's biggest headaches, if you like, because I'm always Mm. questioning if I get something, what does that mean? Why do I do it? And they're probably like, just get on and do it. But (laughs) even being a clairvoyant, from my perspective, I have to question things. You know, I'm probably the biggest doubter in in the universe. So I had to question... Uh, what this meant. So then I started to ask people that I knew and places that I go if I could work on a person and just get their feedback. And what I was finding was that everybody had a different response. So some right. people would say, oh, I feel relaxed. Some people say, I feel like a release. And other people say, I feel I know what I need to do now. So it was all over the place. So what I concluded Mm. it did was just realigned all our chakras, our meridian points in the the body, just through the vibration of the tapping, connected with a person always at the end of the session getting a color. Mm. They would just, you know, I would at the end of the the treatment, which is, it's only five minutes, I would say to the person, what color do you see or sense? The first color that comes to mind. And people would say a color and they would look at me afterwards like, where did that come from? 
And, right. and even people would say, dismiss it and say, well, I saw brown on the wall as I closed my eyes, so that's where I saw the colour. Or, you know, I was wearing a red top or that kind of thing. And then they would read the information based on that colour and then look at me afterwards and say, it wouldn't have been a colour I'd have chosen, but what's in there makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, I love it because it, it leaves me sort of with the O <laughs> kind of thing. So that's that's it's a, it's a basic uh, combination of three things. The sound playing in the background the, while the person's having the treatment. I'm tapping and touching uh, the shoulders, the back, the arms, the hands and the head area. And then afterwards, I ask a person, what color do you see or sense? And they always see a color. And in fact, many Wonderful. people have said to me, I wouldn't have chosen orange. It's the most, it's the color that I detest the most. Or it's, you know, I would have chosen pink or purple or blue or green or whatever. So when that happens and then they read the definition of that particular color based on what they've just had, you know, I always say to people, if it resonates with you, take it on board. If it doesn't, let it go. So again, it's not making somebody feel they have to accept it. So they mm-hmm. step. So then it's stepping aside the responsibility because you know with some things it's like we have to feel this way or we need to feel that way, and so people already have a preconceived notion of what they need to be or feel or sense or that kind of thing. So I take that all away, or spirit takes that all away from them. if it resonates with you, take it on board. If it doesn't, let it go. Right now, quick question: yeah. Why do we need this vibrational energy in the first place? What are some of the benefits based on some of the people that you've treated in the past? Well, the benefits that I'm hearing that are coming back from people is that they feel aligned, they feel relaxed. They just Mm -hmm. sense that there's a calmness about them. So it's like, why do people need Reiki or massage? Or There are thousands of absolutely amazing, amazing healing uh, offerings out there, and each person goes to them because it works for them. Now, somebody might go to Reiki and it's absolutely fantastic. And then somebody might go and have access bars and they, that works for them. I suppose it's a bit like being a girl or a woman. We have thousands of different kinds of clothes shops. One's going to meet somebody's uh, benefits and it's going to work for them, whereas another one may not. So I don't think right. this is the be all or the end all. It's just another therapy that may work for people. The one thing that I have found with it, because it's only five minutes long, it works very well with children. Mm. Now, as we all know, with children, they're it's like the attention span of a goldfish. I think I'm a child there because that's me. But yeah. for them to sit and have a Reiki treatment on them is something that they don't always embrace. I'll give you an example. I was in Australia a few years ago, and one of the hosts that I was uh, at her uh, her store, her son had been having a stomach problem. Now, he was a very spiritually attuned child, and her, she had said, well, he won't let me do Reiki on him. So I sat and spoke to him, and I said, would you allow me to do this? And I explained what it was. And he said, sure, okay, do it. So it, after five minutes, he we'd finished. He said, so that's it? And I said, yes, that's it. So he said, that was quick. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then afterwards, because he'd been laying on the couch at that point with a blankie over him, not feeling very great, and he got up and he's bouncing off the walls again. And both mum and I looked at each other, and she, he turned to her and he said, mum, you've learned this, haven't you? And she said, yes. So he said, I want you to do this on me from here, you know, from the, from here onwards kind of thing. So we both laughed afterwards. So I said, so it was really good because it was quick. It was simple. Yeah. And because the person's sitting in a chair, they don't have to lay down or anything like that. And because it's only five minutes, it's fine. And again, right. it may work for some people. It may not for another. 
So, you mm-hmm. know, that's why there are so many thousands of amazing treatments out there, which I think we're very blessed to be able to, you know, from my perspective, when I get the opportunity to experience something new, I do, because it gives me another perspective on what I do and how my work maybe overlaps. I taught uh, this uh, practice to quite a few people over the, throughout the world. And many people are already Reiki healers or do some kind of therapy. And they've said it's a perfect five-minute add-on that they can put to an existing one or just something that they can do with a person without having to go through a, a full Reiki treatment. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure that many have asked you this question, but this healing energy, where does it come from? Uh, well, this is where I, I, I use the cop-out clause. It isn't me. <laughs> I, whether you call it divine force of God, Buddha, Allah, whatever your belief system is, uh, it comes through me and uh, comes out the other end, if you like. I'm a, a tool or a, a vessel or a funnel. I'm in that point, just like anybody when they're doing Reiki or that kind of thing. We've learned to practice. Okay, so we know basically how the method goes, what we have to do. But because we're divinely attached to our greater good, our higher good, our God, or whatever people like to call it, that is the flow that's coming through us. That's what I believe anyway. That's what I truly believe, uh, you know, with all of my work. It's not right. me. I'm just, I'm just the tool that happens to be here at this moment. So <laughs> Now, I'm sure many of our listeners might be having this one question on their mind right now, which is, what does it feel like for the first time? For the first time, you know, this is the, the, the thing that I, I find difficult to explain to somebody mm. because it's just a gentle tapping with the two what I call pointy fingers that we have on our hands. Okay. That, that is the only uh, resistance that's going onto the uh, person's body. So for where people don't particularly like to be touched for whatever reason, if they have something like fibromyalgia and their body's feeling completely painful, then I do it above their their actual body. So I'll just work on the uh, outer level of their uh, aura. But it's just a gentle tapping. There are spiraling movements. And as I say, because it's working across the shoulders, down the back, through the arms, out through the hands. And what the tapping actually does, it's like waking up the energy within us Mm. and just making sure that everything's actually running as it should. When somebody does a chakra balancing, for instance, and I'll I'll, I'll explain it like that. When somebody does a chakra balancing, what it's doing is just waking up those particular wheels that are in our chakras Mm -hmm. and getting them moving again. So this is what this is doing. It's coming through the body and moving. So, yes, it's like a just gentle, gentle, weight onto those parts of the body and yeah everybody feels different about it right so why just five minutes because you know one would think like if it's 15 20 30 minutes that means more healing right you would think (laughs) so but this is what Mm. i find it's almost like a you know like when people have espresso it wakes them up that's what it that's (laughs) what it seems to be like because you know and i've worked with people that have had a headache and just said, mm-hmm. you know, let me just work on you. And it's like the headaches lifted. And I think it's perfectly for a lot of people, 
some people don't want to be sitting like for me, I would embrace an hour of massage. I would embrace yeah. an hour of Reiki. But for some people, that becomes a stress in itself. Yes. Okay. So, yes, it's there. It's available in that. And as I say, many practitioners that have already learned this technique actually use it as an add on, as an additional part what, from what they're already doing. So, so I see this as the perfect practice or modality for someone who maybe is a skeptic, right? Who has heard so many people have these experiences, but does not want to go through a one or two hour long therapy session right. in order to feel the effects. So yeah. you tell them, you know what? I know you want this yeah. and you don't have to sit for one hour or sleep for one hour. You just try it for five minutes. Yeah. And that sort of gives them a reference point yeah. of an experience yeah. that if they like, then they can go into more uh, deeper details. But now they have that reference point, at least that experience that suggests or confirms that, yes, this vibrational thing is true that they heard about. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing that I found is if I'm at shows or medicine school, a lot of people come up to me and say, can you just do the can you just do the vibrational energy therapy on me? Because, you know, I'm just feeling drained at the moment. So I usually have a little sign on my table where I am, you know, free <laughs> vibrational <laughs> therapy. Five, got five minutes of time, come along yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, especially for the vendors who haven't got a lot of time for themselves, they're like, can you, right, you, they get tired. Can you give me a quick boost kind of thing? They're like, sit down, <laughs> you know, take the weight off kind of thing. True. So it's, it's very much, again, one of many thousands of wonderful therapies out there. And for some people, they're not going to want to have it. They're going to want to try the hour-long massage or the hour-long raking. But it's there. It's just another therapy. <laughs> sure. Now, they say that teaching is the best form of learning. How does a person go about learning vibrational therapy? Well, at the moment, I do have some teachers in Canada and in Australia, uh, trainers, I call okay. them, that have learned this therapy. So you can certainly, I'll give the information, you can go to my website and look under that and find some. You know, what I would love to be able to do is teach a whole room of parents, like mums and dads, husbands mm. and wives, how to do this so they could do it on each other. And then they could do it that on their kids. Beautiful. Okay, so I'd love to be able to do that just to have it so that people could realize, especially for children, you know, that they haven't, they don't want to sit down for very long. So, uh, yes, there are people that teach it already. I do teach it and people can just learn it for themselves or they can go on. It's a very simple technique to learn. It's a very, very simple technique to learn. And I teach it within three hours. So it's not weeks and weeks and weeks of training because it is so simple. The one thing that, you know, for whatever people's belief system is out there, the one thing that spirit keeps telling me is we've so overcomplicated our lives. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we have created yeah. complication, uh, rigidity and things in there that it's not something that they've implemented. It's something we've implemented. Mm -hmm. So it was, keep it simple. <laughs> now, when you spoke about the training and the fact that it's just three hours long, I had this question on my mind. Could you give us an overview of some of the topics that a person would learn during this training? Right. Well, the one thing that I do is uh, do cover with people is the breathing and what I call the connection technique. Okay. So like in yoga, it's learning to be in that breath, to be in that moment, to be in that intention. Because like everything we do in life, the one thing that's very important, whether we're driving a car, making coffee, cleaning our teeth, you know, running a race, if we're in that intention of what we're doing, then our focus is 100% there. 
and then we get the best out of it. So that's one of the things that I do with people is the meditation, the uh, the single focus uh, connection to their breath, and what I call the connection with spirit and uh, Mother Earth. So those are the techniques they learn. They learn how to actually do it. And I, I teach through, I, you know, a lot of people come to my group, my classes, and they say, oh, I've got books. I'm like, put your books away. You're not going to want them. I'm going to give you a manual at the end of it. But I'm telling you, once you've learned this, you won't ever touch your manual again because it's so simple. Absolutely. It becomes embodied within you, right? Yes, it is, because it's a, it's a sequence of everything's in threes. When it's done, it's like three tapping, three, three tapping and three, you know, and it's like this all the way through. And I say to people when they're learning, I said, so you all get to experience it before we start. So you, you know what it's going to feel like to you, because that's very important. And then after that, we just do it through almost like mantra of learning the technique through a mantra and you know for some people it's like well i want to write it down and then at the end they usually come to me and say you're right we just had to do it through almost like repetitive strain doing it over and over and over again and then when you get the rhythm because that's what it is then they go straight back into the breath being in the now the intention and then can actually work with somebody so that's what i always find the fun part i like to make for me anything that i like I have to learn or have learned in life, the more I can have fun with it, the better. Love it. So I love yes. your combination <laughs> of repetition as well as mantra yeah. and adding fun to it. Because, you know, as you've suggested, the ancients, you know, they didn't have any written word, right? They did not have books. They did not have ebooks for sure. Yeah, what they they, have <laughs> yeah, what they did have is the verbal tongue uh, at a certain stage in the human evolution and everything was in the form of mantras or shlokas or uh, hymns that they communicated from one person to another, from the mentor to the mentee. And that's how things, uh, you know, moved on. And I, and I hear that that's the same thing that's happening in the Amazon jungles as well. And some of the scientists are going down there and, you know, noting things down because uh, that becomes a challenge also, right? If, you know, people uh, die off or expire and the Absolutely. new generations want to become westernized. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I think it's a wonderful, a wonderful way of, uh, you know, helping the new teachers remember your modality and how to do it. <laughs> Thanks a lot for sharing. <laughs> well, I, I also sort of remember it back to when I was at school. Yes. The way we learned a poem or we learned our times table, we almost mantraed it over and over and over again. So it became part of us. We knew it. So, Debbie, thanks a lot for sharing those wonderful insights, the, you know, those stories as well. Based on what you've shared today, what is that one action that you'd recommend for our listeners? The one action is live your dream. And I know that sounds a, a very obscure out there, but whatever it is that you have inside of you that you haven't done yet and you want to do, try and implement it. Get it to the front. You know, I always like to be in the now intention of what I'm doing. So I like to put 100% of my energy into that. So hopefully that people understand what I'm saying by that. Bring your dream forward and, and make it happen. So Action Tribe, for today's show notes, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 182. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 182. That which does not kill us makes us stronger. Now, this is an amazing quote by Friedrich Nietzsche. Action Tribe, you may have heard this quote many times before, but like we're learning today, repetition is so important. You need to hear it again 
and again in order for it to become one with you. Life is eternal. There is no start and there is no end. But during your existence here on earth, no challenge can make you weaker. So every time you go through a challenge or an obstacle, maybe a misfortune, remember that the universe would not have given you that challenge if you did not have the strength to deal with it. So whenever you come across a tough situation, and you surely will, as we all do, remember that the experience is here to teach you something. And only when you go through it, will you be able to look back and say that, yes, I am much stronger now, I am much wiser now, and that is because I am me. So, Debbie, since we're talking about tough situations in life right now, talk to us about a time when you personally experienced a major life challenge. Firstly, how did you encounter it? And then walk us through some of the steps that you took to overcome that challenge. I think the one thing that we all get caught up in here are the trolls that are in our in our head. Okay, so I'm trying to think of a particular tough challenge because all right, I could just... One of my toughest challenges was when I was told by Spirit I wanted they wanted me to create my deck and I had no idea. So it was like a baby being thrown into the water and being expected to swim. So I actually had to stop and really think about this. Did I want to be uh, published? Of course I did. So went through that and then realized it wasn't going to work. So it was I always call it it's a a process. Any tough situations or any situation we get into, we have a process. This is going to work. This possibly might work. This is definitely not going to work. So we start to break down those things, okay? When when we identify that we have the information within us, okay, we have everything there. We just have to tap into it. This is where I was saying the trolls get involved. That's when we go into our head center, our mind chatter, the naysayers. When we go into our heart center and actually listen from there, that's when we get the truth that comes through for us. And for everything, when you're going through, whether it's a a small thing or a large thing, as you've said, we're sent it for a reason. And it's something that we're never sent anything more than we can actually handle. And when we actually overcome it, we are stronger. But it's if we look at all the, the when people say, well, bad things happen and to good people. But when we look at some of the bad things that have happened to good people, the great things that have come out of it because of it that wouldn't have happened if they weren't put in that situation. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you realized that a process was going to be really essential, right, to getting you there. And you Mm -hmm. realized that you had the wisdom and information within you. What did you do after that to get to creating your decks? Well, for me, it was sitting and listening Uh, patience is not one of the virtues I've embraced this life yet I think it's one of the challenges that I was sent here to overcome and my husband will laugh at that because it's always the one thing he says to me have patience but because I have spirit my connectors my helpers my angels my guides there that help me I also have an amazing uh, support group of people in my life that are there to listen to me give me ideas, sometimes give me the reality check I need. And I think that's something that all of us have. I'm hopeful that you have in your life. Because that's something we do need. We need the people to spur us on. We need the people to just once in a while say, hey, you need to stop. You need to take a breath. You need to rest. Mm -hmm. And we need to listen to what's happening in our heart center. 
we have all the answers within us, as I say to people when they say, can you teach me something? And I say, well, truly, I'm not teaching you anything. All you're doing is reconnecting with what you already know. And that's something that uh, for any major life lessons that we have, we've just got to stop a moment, go back within and reconnect to our God, our Buddha, our Allah, whatever our belief system is and get the answers. So looking back now in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? To listen to the inner you, to not give up, because if you do, How on earth do you expect others to believe in you? Well, thanks a lot for sharing that story with us. You said that the major challenge that you faced in your life was that you got the message that you had to create a deck, but you had no idea how you would do that, right? Exactly. But you trusted it and you realized at a certain point that overthinking would not help, but the fact that, you know, getting there would take a process. Mm Mm-hmm. And that you would need to work step by step by step, right? You realized that you needed to develop the patience. And you also realized uh, that you did have some people who you know, like, and trust who could provide you the honest feedback and advice, right? Your community. Exactly. Right? So I think yeah. these are really powerful levers that you sort of pulled uh, in order to understand what are those strengths that you would need in order for you to have that deck you also realize that the wisdom and information that you would need was within you uh, and you developed those skill sets that would help you to sort of quieten your mind so that you are able to receive those nuggets and those signs from time to time that would assure you that you're moving uh, in the right direction so thanks a lot for sharing i think that is really inspiring and many of our listeners would be able to take note of that and take action thank you So Action Tribe, as you complete this episode today and get back to your daily life, you realize that there are thousands of things trying to get your focus and attention, right? If you try to focus on everything, you will get tired, you'll get angry, you'll get frustrated and unfulfilled. And especially if you focus on the negative, you will automatically feel exhausted and defeated. Now, I'm not asking you to stay positive all day because that is almost impossible. But what I'm asking you to do is to focus on what is important, the task in front of you, and become mindful of the activity that you are performing in such a way that everything else dims out. Right? When you do so, you'll automatically get the energy you need and you'll enter in a state of flow. And quite magically, you'll come up with creative and powerful ways to overcome the challenge That is right in front of you, right? As we are learning today, as what Debbie had done as well. And according to an ancient Taoist quote, Yi Dao, Chi Dao, which really means where focus goes, energy flows. So be mindful of what you give your focus. So Debbie, as of right now, what would you say is your life's purpose? I would say my life's purpose is to be where I am at this moment in time and to be open to see where it's going to take me from here on in. Uh, There are no closed doors, no closed windows if we have our heart open. So I believe for anybody that if they feel that they don't know their life purpose or what are they supposed to do, open your heart and just listen. So as you relive your memories, uh, has there ever been a defining moment in your life that has had a large impact on you? Uh, Actually, one that just happened recently. My uh, father was very sick 
in uh, December of this year, uh, l- last year, I should say, and he advised us that he was dying of lung cancer. So for me, I wanted to spend as much time as I could with my father uh, in those last months to uh, understand things. Now, my dad was one of those supporters of my life and my work and what mm-hmm. I do and had asked so many questions, uh, you know, about spirit prior to uh, him becoming sick. So it became, for the two of us, I think, a a joining moment where we were able to discuss a lot of things in more depth. You know, he asked questions like, who's going to meet me? Who's going to be there? What will happen? And of course, I could only go based on what other people had said. But here's the thing that I, you know, because of the work I do, and that I feel very blessed. My father is with me probably more now since he's passed into spirit than he was within my life when uh, he was alive. So we have many great discussions and many great connections, uh, so much so that he has helped me in in times when I've doubted myself on things that are happening in my life. And I just hear him in the background shouting at me, just get up and get on with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in his way of, you know, stop doubting yourself, you know, those kind of things. So I feel very blessed that I have him now as what I call my, my uh, life prodder and my uh, cheering team on the other side. So uh, for that, I feel very, very blessed. And you were just saying about negativity, and I love this quote, and I don't know where it came from. Negativity, it can only affect you if you're on the same frequency. Mm. Vibrate higher. Love that. And I just love that. Yes, and I'm not sure where the quote came from. Otherwise, I would definitely give credence and uh, accolades to that person. But, you know, I think it's true when it's easy to become negative about things because, yes, things get hard. But when we actually just step aside from that and see all the beautiful things that can come from it when we actually place our mind on a different vibration, uh, we can achieve amazing things. Well, thanks a lot for sharing with us that quote as well. I think it's really, really profound because uh, life is like a radio station, right? Because, uh, you know, you have a transistor there and depending on what yep. radio station you're tuned into, you'll either like the radio station or you don't. If you like it, that's wonderful. You stay there. But if you don't like your radio station, all you need to do is tune in to another radio station or for that matter if you realized and if you know a practice that is really powerful you just uh, you know dispose of your transistor and you buy an ipod because then you'll get better quality sound and you'll have a better time in your life uh, but the uh, bottom line is that you have the choice within you to make whatever change that you want so debbie we have arrived at the very last round for today the wisdom round four questions that need four brief answers so that our listeners can take note and take action so what is the best advice that someone's ever given you <sighs> best advice that someone's ever given me to believe in myself mm-hmm. name a personal habit that keeps you going eating cabbage chocolate <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a silly answer uh, a personal habit of stopping myself when i'm I can feel myself going into what I call a negative mode. It's almost like you you feel the, you know, somebody knocking on your head going stop and then wait <laughs> and then listen. <laughs> Thanks a lot for sharing. What is your morning ritual like? My morning ritual? Oh, well, sometimes it's a get up and go depending upon whether I'm on uh, tour or not. So my life is very much a different uh, ritual then. 
I like to try and get up and spend time with my husband. And that is something that sometimes we're very blessed that we can do that in our lives, that we can have breakfast together and spend some time in the morning together. And then after that, it's straight down to work. Yes, I do like to meditate, but I'm not the best meditator in the world, which sounds really bad. I like to go out and walk if I can. That's my meditation. And I think a lot of people, when they struggle with meditation, just go for a walk in the peace and quiet of wherever you need to be. Forest meditation. Yes, or even if it's a shopping mall meditation. <laughs> you know, you can put your iPod on and put your music on and just go for a walk. Well, I would Shut agree, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, there should be a shopping mall meditation. And the reason why I'm saying that <laughs> is because if you think about it, uh, departmental stores and shopping malls do have consciously put some sort of scent, right? Some sort of perfume, oh, cool. yeah. which makes you <laughs> want to buy stuff, which is not exactly. the best thing. But I'm just uh, <laughs> thinking about, you know, what if you could create some sort of perfume that could make you do powerful things, right? Like for, the, oh. for that matter, essential oils do. And I love yeah. essential oils. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, you, you sort of touched on a very powerful point here is, is the sense of smell. Uh, and because of the fact that our olfactory nerves is it are very yes. close to the brain right so it's like a direct connection yeah. to our brain and if you have the right scent that can either make you really productive really calm uh, it can make you sexually uh, active and it can yeah. make you buy a lot of stuff that you don't need and you realize later on once the perfume goes down right <laughs> <laughs> we've only got to step into a coffee store or something oh, yeah, like that exactly. we smell the coffee and yeah. we smell the the baked goods there and we've just gone in to get one thing and we come out with others so <laughs> yeah and i think yeah. they strategically <laughs> place these donut shops uh, right in the way of uh, passage right so that people smell it and go to the donut store but exactly. uh, yeah thanks a lot for bringing that thought to our conversation today uh, name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today oh wow um, a book that I'd like to recommend actually there is one uh, and it's by Debbie Shapiro and it's the body mind workbook and she looks at the body on both sides from left and right whole body so she's looking at it to do with diseases with illnesses that kind of thing and basically identifies uh, similar to Louise Hay with hers but without affirmations and I think it's really good when we got things going on in our body or the lives around us that we can understand so it's the spiritual connection to what's happening with our body so I should try once again to get the show notes for today visit my seven chakras.com forward slash 182 that's our website forward slash 182 so, Debbie, uh, thanks a lot for joining us today. It was an amazing experience chatting with you and learning uh, some more about uh, the vibrations around us. Before we end today's episode, tell us one thing that you are grateful for and also tell us the best way our listeners can find you. I'm grateful for everything that I have experienced in my life. Good and bad, happy, sad, right or wrong. It's made me who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we all should identify with. Beautiful. Thank you. And how can we get in touch with you? There are many ways. I have a weekly YouTube reading. I'm on Twitter, Google Plus, and now just Instagram. Uh, you can find me at my website, which is www.vibrational-energy.com. I think that and Facebook and all the other social media sites. So look under Vibrational Energy, and you should find my name, Debbie Anderson, next to it. Perfect. We'll have your website link up in the show notes, so that our listeners can just, you know, click and go right there and learn some more. Debbie, thank you so much for coming on our show. 
talking to us about vibrational energy and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much, AJ. I've really enjoyed it. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.